Welcome to the Totally Transformed Podcast. My name is Lance Borden. I am the son of Dr. Connie Borden, who is sitting across from me today as we record this. And we wanted to bring you a topic that is so important for the day that we live in with all the things that are swirling around us. All you have to do is turn on the news or open an internet browser and you are bombarded with current events that will just, well, they'll, they'll either eat your lunch or they'll drive you to pray. And so we want to, we want to talk about the driving to pray today, but before we go to that, uh, you have something fun coming up in your life. Yeah, we're, uh, leaving, uh, soon, uh, for a summer vacation and, uh, in, uh, concert with this, uh, topic we're talking about today. We look forward to that time as a couple and individually to be away from our workaday world, to not only rest and regroup and do what we should do in a balanced lifestyle of um, recreation and, and rest, um, to have more time to intercede. And uh, it's cool when you're driving. I mean, you can listen to uh, different sermons and you can talk, you can pray together because you've got so much time together on the road, as well as intercede for other people individually and as a couple. So we're very much looking forward to that. It fits just really well with our topic today, uh, because, you know, when you get that time away and I know You and Julie, uh, you often take a sabbatical. You take time out together as a couple away from your four children because that's such a busy thing to be um, raising, navigating, and doing in quality. Um, And it's just so important um, whether you go down the street to a local hotel or whatever you have to do. Uh, One time, I just put this in here. I went to a seminar about many mental vacations that even in your workaday world, you can have this vision of where your place of vacation would be. Mine would be on the beach, listening to the ocean, having my toes in the warm sand, whatever that is for you. And you can just back up on your day for a few minutes and go to that place in your vision and rest. And we did this all day at a seminar. That doesn't take the place of getting away uh, periodically, but it can help right. in your day. Definitely. Right. I love a good road trip. You talked about driving. Yes. In fact, on the way to where we are here today, I was talking to my wife about, we were talking about potentially taking a small road trip with the family um, on an upcoming three-day weekend just to just to see some sites, see some old stomping grounds, you know, uh, go to another state that's nearby, you know, take the kids. There's just something special about being in the car for long distances with people that you love. Now, Mm -hmm. if you're in the car for long distances with people that you (laughs) maybe have a hard time with, maybe road trips aren't aren't that fun. Or crying babies for too long. Yeah, that that, can get on your nerves, but that's part of it. We try to keep them, you know, um, filled up with food and (laughs) activities and videos and things. Which is pretty good since they range from now nine to two. So that's really good effort for you. Yeah, when you said nine, I was about to correct you, but you're actually right. (laughs) It, It doesn't seem like... I have kids that old, yeah. but, um, but anyway, yeah, I can share your joy in the idea of an upcoming trip, just getting away. I think it is important just to get out of your environment from time to time. It doesn't have to be exotic necessarily or expensive or expensive. Just, just having that change of scenery. Yes. There's an emotional mental, um, plus to that. Rest. Yeah. 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 
But anyway, getting to the topic at hand, intercession, like we said at the beginning, uh, there's just so much going on in our world that, you know, can easily, you know, depress us if we let it. But we have a tool to use whenever we encounter those types of things, either in the broad sense of in the world or if it be personally affecting us. I think that's really encouraging, at least is to me. Because in my book, I talk about a circle of concern and a circle of influence. We can't directly influence President Joe Biden today or some world leader, but we can pray. And when we pray, I and the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are a majority. Right. And we can call forth his will on earth as it is in heaven, if nothing else. And then if you get an agreement with your husband, wife, family, that is powerful. And I think we discount the power of it to affect our circle of concern. Though it concerns me, it's not my concern as far as influencing it, but always through prayer. Yeah. And I just want today with this podcast, uh, if you don't already have it, to catch a vision about what the word says about um, your prayer. Uh, like Second Chronicles 7.14 says, if my people will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways. I will heal their land. And so that encompasses many principles to first pray and repent. We're all sinners saved by grace. We all have sins of commission and omission that we want to keep a perfect heart as we go through the process of sanctification so that we can be heard. Our conscience is sprinkled clean with the blood of Jesus through salvation. We enter the Holy of Holies through the new covenant. But if there's something between you and God that you know, are you being convicted by the Holy Spirit as a sin, then you want to confess it. You don't want to be condemned, guilty or ashamed. You want to be convicted and confess it, make that right. That's part of the Lord's prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. In fact, I pray the Lord's prayer nearly every day because it's the complete prayer and it's the prayer Jesus taught his disciples and it includes everything um, so that we can stay in that readiness of heart to intercede effectively for this country and other things. Yeah. You know, uh, it strikes me that one of the reasons why that, one of the reasons why it's so important to have the tool of intercession and use it when things are happening around us is because lots of times they're outside of our control. That's right. Right. Like you were, like you were describing, you can't uh, go talk to the president and advise him in a way that you feel you would like to maybe uh, in, in certain situations. But when you know that you can go to God and pray about it, it gives you hope. Right. And hope is such an important thing to be able to grab onto and have. And the opposite of hope is hopelessness, right? Hopelessness. Yes. And if you're hopeless, then that leads to all kinds of a downward spiral, right? right? Romans 5, 3 through 5 says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Amen. You know, so that, that really, you know, intercession is like the hook that, that, that can grab onto the zip line, if you will, of intercession. And then we can sail through 
um, the sky. And <laughs> to like, use that analogy. Yeah, and like you're saying, we're not in control, but we release the prayer request to the one that is in control, right? which is God. He's in control, though other people think they're in control, like leaders and everything, and they do have a certain amount of power and control, but ultimately, we have an intimate relationship with the controller of the universe and every decision you're about, Uh, and if you lose uh, hope in that, as you just expressed, or you lose confidence in that, don't throw away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward, then potentially the circumstances, events, and people that you're hearing in the news will, again, you'll set your will to believe that, that'll affect your thinking, imaginations, and um, memories, and then your emotions to the point that it is over-concern, over-sense of responsibility. It is a, a case of, um, I am so concerned with what's in my circle of concern that's out of my control that I cease to be effective in my circle of influence and that state of calm, joy, and intercession. Isn't that interesting? The debilitating effect mm-hmm. of things outside of your control. Amen. Um, and you know, you've heard it said before that you know we're we are sheep, right? We're, right. We are we as God's children, we are sheep and. If we're sheep, sheep weren't made to carry burdens, right? Right. It's a good thing God didn't say we were donkeys. Yeah. Because donkeys are made to carry That's burdens. That's right. Right. But That's sheep are not. Important. We're supposed to be giving our burdens to the Lord so that he can carry them for us. I just want to say about that. Some of you are carrying burdens that also was not your fault, but it's your responsibility to get help for them from the past where you were wounded and rejected and you're carrying lies and what somebody else thought about you other than the truth teller, which is Jesus Christ. And again, that's what our ministry is about to uh, point to a degree is to help do what Jesus said uh, or bring to you through Jesus in the beginning of his ministry. I've come to heal the brokenhearted, set at liberty those that are bound. So if you're bogged down and burdened, you know, the past is gone Forgetting those things that are behind, we press to the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Tomorrow may never come, but we have this moment today to decide what we're going to carry past or present to be effective intercessors. Right. And so there's that, that element that we just described of being able to give our prayer concerns to the Lord and roll the burdens onto him. Um, but then also it shouldn't be lost that we have an impact. Absolutely. We, can, we can have an impact Absolutely. on the outcomes of what's going on in our world through prayer, through intercession. And that uh, comes, comes clear in 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 6, which says, First of all, then, I admonish and urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be offered on behalf of all men. For kings and all who are in positions of authority or high responsibility, that outwardly we may pass a quiet and undisturbed life and inwardly a peaceable one in all godliness and reverence and seriousness in every way. For such praying is good and right, and it is pleasing and acceptable to God our Savior, who wishes all men to be saved and increasingly to perceive and recognize and discern and know precisely and correctly the divine truth. For there is only one God, and only one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people, 
a fact that was attested to at the right and proper time. Well, that gives me goosebumps. That gives me goosebumps. Powerful, powerful, powerful. If we take that to heart and realize that Jesus chose us by dying and raising again. Now we choose him and become in partnership with him in the spirit and in prayer to bring about his will on earth and to help against the strategies of the enemy that's trying to destroy this world in our country and our leaders or whatever. Yeah. And we have that authority and we have that prayer. I like Ephesians 5, 16 through 18 Confess to one another your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart, which is what we talked about. Um, The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Elijah was a human being with a nature such as we have with feelings, affections, and a constitution like ours. And he prayed earnestly for it not to rain. And no rain fell on the earth for three years and six months. And then he prayed again, and the heavens supplied rain, and the land produced the crops as usual. So these are like examples. We are still writing the acts of the church. The Bible has been written, but you and I are still writing the acts of church and bringing about the purposes of God in union. A great book on this is Destined for the Throne. Uh, there's really two of them, Destined for the Throne and Destined to Overcome by Billheimer, B-I-L-H-E-I-M-E-R. That's all one word of his last name that just lays out that Jesus has chosen us as partners through intercession and preparation to accomplish his will on earth and to be prepared for eternity with what he did at Calvary. Right. Well, and then we have in the next chapter of Ephesians, Ephesians 6, 12, that says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. And, you know, that's really important to go back to that understanding on a regular basis because it seems like every time you turn around that there's a new force of evil in the world. Absolutely. With a different name, a different yeah. name terrorist group, a different name leader. Exactly. That maybe not be ruling in a godly way, uh, a different um, you know, disease or sickness that we're battling, a different variant of that disease or sickness. And a right? different personal trial of people in your lives directly but it's all the same source correct so that i think can help us to understand that you know it's not that there's all these new forces of evil coming after us there's it's just the same force of evil which is satan himself and his demonic realm coming at us with different names through different people through different ways and the good news is is that we have the same authority over every single one of them in the name of Jesus, because Jesus gave us that authority. Which is proven in John 10, 10. Satan has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus has come to give us life and life more abundantly. Declare life over your leaders. Declare life over your nation. Declare the power of God and his working rather than parroting and repeating someone's negative report, which you have so aptly um, said, is coming from the enemy. Where is it coming? That's why we do five hours of victory to our thought life that's available at tollytransform.com.org, tollytransform.org, excuse me, which you can get that resource, which starts with recognize 
what you're thinking about. Recognize who's speaking to you. Rebuke the devil. Resist the appropriate spirit. Recite truth of God's word and then rejoice. Yeah. And you'll keep Satan at bay because right. he's not going to stay around somebody that recognizes who's speaking to him and then uses the weapons of your warfare to recite the word in praise because God inhabits the praises of his people. Right. Even if you're dealing with sad things, the Bible calls it a sacrifice of praise, right? Right. And if you want to know more or hear more about the topic of joy, we covered that on the last podcast. If you haven't listened to that yet on the topic of joy, I just love that that fifth R is rejoicing because it's such a, it's a bow. It wraps it up um, in our thought life once we've taken the authority we need to take in the name of Jesus, if we can end everything with rejoicing, then we're going to be set on a course of overcoming. Which David gave us that example in Psalms. He lamented, he went to the Lord, he shared his thoughts and issues, sometimes in a negative way, but then usually ends the Psalm in praise, but I will praise you, O my Lord. I will not forget all your benefits. That's why the Psalms on a regular basis is something to read. And I just want to share probably as we end this podcast, if you will read um, Psalm 43, one through five there on um, that's listed right there, because what was so cool today in preparing for this podcast, this was in my regular readings today. And I just exhort you that are listening to us to have a regular reading program, because when you do, God will visit you there. He knew that he had prompted us to share on these things. And I can't see or find a better psalm that wraps a bow around both Uh, what we talked about last time, the joy of the Lord is our strength. What we're talking about this time, intercession, and what we may be talking about next time, even more prayer power in your prayer um, when you come back to our podcast. So why don't you read that psalm there? Uh, It's really powerful as well. This is Psalm 43, 1 through 5. Judge and vindicate me, O God. Plead and defend my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. For you are the God of my strength, my stronghold in whom I take refuge. Why have you cast me off? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? O send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then will I go to the altar of God, to God, my exceeding joy. Yes, with the lyre will I praise you, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my inner self? And why should you moan over me and be disquieted within me? Hope in God and wait expectantly for him. For I shall yet praise him who is the help of my sad countenance and my God. See what he did? He ended on a praise note, even though he cried out his heart about evil leaders and an ungodly nation that he was dealing with at that time that we're dealing with now across the world, uh, despots and and uh, dictators and potentially a shift in this country to not be free and to move towards Marxism and socialism. And so God is in control and our prayers make a difference is what I want to leave with the listening audience. Amen. Well, let's close out in prayer today. Okay. Lord, thank you so much for the tool of prayer and intercession that you have given us. We give you praise and glory for designing that for us to be able to communicate with you, 
to be able to come to you with our concerns, whether they be personal, whether they be outside of us in the world, we can bring every one of them to you and, and, and have an impact because of our authority in Christ, but also roll our burdens onto you so that you will carry them for us. So Lord, I pray that anyone listening to this podcast today, if they're struggling with a burden, God, that they would right now be able to roll that onto you and give it to you, Lord, to take for them, Lord Jesus. And I pray that whatever situations people are up against right now, Lord, I pray that your purposes would prevail in the name of Jesus and that the enemy would be beaten back in their lives, no matter what the situation is in Jesus name. Satan, you are defeated. Yes. I speak to you in the name of Jesus and declare that you have no place in the lives of those who have surrendered their hearts and minds and lives to Jesus Christ. And Lord, I thank you for that authority that we have. Lord, I pray that you would go before each and every one of us with your favor today. And we will give you the praise and the glory no matter what, because you are worthy of our praise in Jesus name. And we do come in agreement with those of you that are listening to us around the world about the leaders of our nations, about the leaders of the United States. Ask, Lord, that you would prevail, that your will would be done. We want righteous rulers in the place of government and leadership, because when the righteous rule according to your word, we live in peace. So, Lord, help us. We cry out to you. We know that um, many of us feel in this election for the United States of America that the rightful leader is not in place through corruption and evil. So, Lord, we just pray for revelation and for your justice to take place over evil for this nation, which affects so many nations around the world in the same in other countries, Lord, that the righteous would be put in leadership so the people can live at peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on the Totally Transformed podcast. Come back next time as we continue to discuss living a life that is totally transformed. Transformed.